Hello again. Everyone having a good uh, Scandy Fest weekend? Yep. I know that's, uh, that's big culture here and uh, it's a good thing. So I know that there are people out and about, uh, out of town, and there are people who, are, who have served and who are enjoying um, all that the Scandy Fest brings. I know that there are some little dancers that came in here into church. They're going to be headed out to dance here in a little bit, so that's always a good thing to see as well. So anyway, it's good to be in the house of God this morning with y'all, and uh, I'm just delighted to be able to share the word with you. Um, so to begin, why don't we pray? So Father, thank you for this moment in time. And we ask and invite you into this moment, very specifically, Lord, that your living, active word would be living and active in our hearts. And that the grace and power of your Holy Spirit would be present today, that we would know that God is with us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to spend a few moments uh, encouraging us in the ways, some of the ways in which literally God is with us. And we have such an expanse in the scripture on who the Holy Spirit is and how the Holy Spirit moves. And we have such an inheritance because of Jesus, because we have been forgiven by him. He alone took all of our sins upon himself. He is the Lamb of God, sacrificed for the sins of the world that we could be restored back to the Father. Now in coming back to the Father, we now have the wonderful gift of his presence. And so we're going to spend a few moments looking at who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does so that we can be edified, so that we can become who God's called us. Now, my goal for this morning is that we would be inspired and equipped to know more of his presence and to advance more of his presence. Literally, God with us and God through us. That is my goal this morning. That through the scripture, we would be inspired and equipped to extend and to see, to cultivate, if you will, the advancement of the presence of God in and through our lives. Now, in order to do that, I want us to look at the Holy Spirit in us individually, the Holy Spirit in us gathered as the church, and the Holy Spirit in us sent and scattered into our community. So I want to look at his spirit, his presence moving in those three different contexts. Now before we um, read from John 16, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and get to John 16. Just not going to be exhaustive here, but we're just going to reflect really quick some of what the Holy Spirit does throughout Scripture. Of course, in Genesis we see that the Holy Spirit is hovering over the face of the deep. And God the Father speaks the word Jesus. And we've got Father, Son, and Spirit right there at creation. The Holy Spirit is hovering 
and an active part of creation. Later in the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit coming upon craftsmen to create the tabernacle and the elements of the tabernacle, artisans, if you will. We see the Holy Spirit coming upon leadership, the Holy Spirit giving wisdom. We see the Holy Spirit in Samson's life, physically enabling him to have supernatural strength. The Holy Spirit can literally give us strength. We see that happening in Elijah too. The Spirit of God comes upon him in power and he outruns chariots 21 miles. The Spirit of God can come on us and physically give us strength. We do see in John 16 that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. In other words, the Holy Spirit is out amongst all people, convicting them, convincing them, drawing them to follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit is at work out in the world. We see the Holy Spirit come upon the disciples in the upper room. And we're going to read about that. We see the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now we're talking about the presence of God, His Spirit in us. We're not just talking about gifts. We're talking about the presence of God. We're talking about the Spirit of God. And we don't want to limit who God is. And we don't want to limit what the Lord wants to do. Because he's given us of his spirit, and his spirit, the grace of the Holy Spirit because of Jesus, upon us individually and us as his church, as his gathered ones, the grace of his Holy Spirit is also limitless according to the scripture. So let's believe what the scripture has to say, and let's believe for our lives to see that demonstration of God with us. Because that's what we all yearn for. That very real sense that God is in the room. That God is in our lives. He's living and he's active and he's present. And listen, that's what the world needs. The world's always needed, but especially now. That literally love, freedom, creativity, wisdom, acceptance, deliverance, healing, miracles... A word that speaks directly to your heart that only God knows. That is truth about who God, the Holy Spirit, God with us is. And the world longs to see a real, living, active God. And we get to be the ones who carry. We get to be the ones who walk with God to see his kingdom come and his will accomplished. So let's take a look at God in us individually. And to do this, we're going to just look at John 16. Jesus said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears. And he will tell you, what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. 
That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me, and he will make it known to you. So here Jesus is in the upper room. He's telling the disciples the Holy Spirit is coming. And here is some of what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Now, he had previously already said, just a few verses previous, that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So that is part of the work of the Holy Spirit that Jesus teaches. And then he's talking about the Holy Spirit on us as individuals. That the Holy Spirit is going to guide us into all truth. We have the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth is going to lead us into truth. How many know that a Spirit of truth at any age, but especially in this age, the Spirit of truth, we need a Spirit that guides us into all truth. Praise be to God to the Spirit that leads us into truth. We get truth right here. We've got the Word of truth and we've got the Spirit of truth. We have an advantage. The advantage that God gives to us. Which Jesus, right before that in John 16, Jesus says this. It is to your advantage, it is for your good that I go away. Because unless I go away, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So literally, it is to our advantage to have Jesus off the planet. According to Jesus. According to Jesus, it's better for him to be off the planet. Why? So that we get the advantage of the Holy Spirit. And I want what Jesus provides. He died and rose again as the Lamb of God who takes away our sin and the sin of every single nation. And he has provided for us not only his word, but himself living in us. Everything that the Holy Spirit is throughout Scripture, the Holy Spirit is still today. And he wants to move in and through us to reveal a loving, living God. All right, are you with me this morning? You want to you receive that. You want to receive that in your heart afresh. You want to receive that again in your life so that you can receive it as an individual, that we can receive it as the church, as those gathered, and that we can receive it and extend that into our community. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He guides us into truth. The Holy Spirit speaks from... And takes, he speaks what he hears and he takes from what belongs to Jesus and he makes it known to us. Let's embrace that this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to take from what belongs to Jesus and make it known to you. To you. Jesus has something that the Holy Spirit wants to show you. That's what Jesus says the Holy Spirit does. Let's believe what Jesus says, right? Everyone, everyone's down with believing Jesus. So let's believe for that. Well, what could that be? It's limitless. According to the scripture, the Holy Spirit can do anything at any time. So let's believe for that presence. Let's believe for the working of the Holy Spirit. And let's believe. Let's love. Let's have faith. Let's step out. It's his presence. It's God living among us. Let's contend for that. Jesus says, Acts chapter 1, he's just about to take off. He's at the gate. He's just about to board the cloud. He's about to have his toes lift off the Mount of Olives. And he says, he says this, you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After this, after he said this, he was taken, he was taken up before them. So there is a dunamis. Dunamis is the Greek word for power. You will receive power. You will receive the dynamite of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You see, Jesus ascends up into heaven. He gives, he gives clarity again. Yet another teaching on the Holy Spirit. He's not talking about being guided into truth. He's talking about receiving power. Power to be a witness. That power is going to be so powerful. It's going to be so powerful when that power shows up on a human life that it's going to be a witness here in the city, in the region, and beyond, and to the ends of the earth. That's how powerful that power, that dunamis, the Holy Spirit's going to be. It's going to witness of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, eternal life, from this city to the ends of the earth, every tribe, language, nation, and tongue. That's how powerful the dunamis of the Holy Spirit is. And that power is accessible through Jesus for each of us. I want that power. I want you to have that power, and I want the world to see that power. Because there is nothing better than Jesus. And there is nothing better than experiencing the presence of God through Jesus Christ because we're, we are reunited with eternity. Because again, this life is just a blip. Just a blip. As our friend, our friend Wayne Cadero says, it's just a scratch on the line of eternity. This life right here, right now. And eternity lasts a long time. And we get to represent who Jesus is so others can join us in eternity. Praise the Lord. We will receive power. We know also that in our lives individually, the Holy Spirit in us, we get to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Who does not, and as a human being, no matter the culture, who does not want that fruit to be in their lives? The goodness of that, the, the elements of, some people say that, all of those descriptors are really describing love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Who does not want that? And that's what the Holy Spirit provides. That's what the Holy Spirit works in and through our lives. We see in fulfillment to what Jesus promised here in Acts chapter 1 on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes, boom. The upper room, sound like wind, tongues like fire, they're speaking in known languages. It's Peter stands up and preaches the gospel for the first time, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And while he's empowered by the Holy Spirit, preaching the gospel for the first time, for the first time, he also says that this Holy Spirit that you are witnessing is for you and for all who are called, for all who are far off. The power of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Preach that the very first gospel presentation by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. That power is for all who believe. The Holy Spirit is the same, just like Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Holy Spirit works in our life. In Romans 8, it says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Everyone say resurrection Spirit. Ah, oh, it just sounds good. Say it again. Resurrection Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead gives life to our mortal bodies. 
That's a good way to pray when you're praying for healing. It's a good way to pray for yourself every day. Lord, your resurrection spirit gives life to my mortal body. Come on. Come on. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Receive. Receive what God has provided for us. In Romans chapter 8, it says, by the spirit we put to death the misdeeds of the body. We all struggle with sin. But guess what? We got a helper. Oh, by the way, that's one of his names. Holy Spirit is a helper. The helper wants to help us do what? Put to death the misdeeds of the body. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's a good thing. We want those things to be put to death. I was reading about Luis Palau, the evangelist Luis Palau, who passed away this year. And uh, just a wonderful evangelist. And uh, saw him speak here a couple years ago live. And he was, he was talking to young people. He said, young people, you come to know Jesus. You're going to start following Jesus. You're going to spare your life a bunch of nonsense. It's the misdeeds of the body by the Holy Spirit. Those misdeeds get put to death. So you don't even have to, you don't even have to deal with that in your life. Praise be to God for the work of the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. We're filled by the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of Sonship. It says the Holy Spirit helps us how to pray because we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit helps us. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Believe it for our individual lives. This is for you. This is for me. It's in the Word. Let's believe it and let's act on it. Now, I want to transition here. Now, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit in us as the gathered, as the church. And so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, this is a portion of Scripture where it's talking about spiritual gifts. Now... We're not talking about spiritual gifts only. I'm just making this really redundantly, abundantly clear. Okay? We're talking about the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. Not just spiritual gifts, but spiritual gifts are a part of how the Lord wants to move. So let's receive it all. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan somehow you or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Stop right there. Back, backspace. Thank you. We can't say Jesus is Lord except through the work of the Holy Spirit. So our salvation, our ability to recognize Jesus as the Savior of the world has only come through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so that same work of the Holy Spirit is, is continuing to work in our lives, but that same work of the Holy Spirit is working on people who have yet to know Christ, leading them, wooing them, drawing them to come follow Christ. So it's a work of the Holy Spirit that we can say, Jesus is Lord. Let's keep reading. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Let's leave that right there. Go back one. I'm sorry. I'm. This is a good description of what overall we're contending for. There's different kinds of service. Different kinds of working. 
there are different kinds of gifts. I love it because Paul, Paul is saying here, you can't fully categorize this thing. I'm going to talk about gifts a little bit, but there's this grace, there's this presence of God in a human being that manifests itself in gifts, in working, in all kinds of ways, in service to others. It's the Spirit of God, and he's trying to capture what these spirituals, these spiritual gifts are in and through people. Next slide, please. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The purpose of the manifestation gifts are for everyone's good. For building up, for equipping, for strengthening in Christ Jesus. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So that's quite a, a large list. Okay, there's a gift of wisdom. There's a gift of knowledge. There's the gift of prophecy. Discernment of spirits. Okay, that's quite a large list. But we want to believe God and his word for those gifts to come alive in our lives, individually and in us gathered. Now this is specifically talking about when we gather together. There's a manifestation or a demonstration of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Now that demonstration is one to another. That when we gather where there's two or more gathered in my name, Jesus says, I am there in their midst, in your midst. And so that manifestation, demonstration of the Holy Spirit, God with us comes alive. He wants to speak a message of wisdom. By the Spirit, a message of knowledge. By the Spirit, a prophetic word. By the Spirit, gifts of healing. Discernment of spirits for deliverance and to help people's situations that are dealing with problematic spirits. God wants to give the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. These have not gone away. These are for us today. And in faith, simply be like a little kid. How do we receive them? Be like a little kid. Jesus, you said it. I believe it. I don't know all of what it means. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What am I supposed to do? Just start by believing. It's written. You provided it. It's for the common good. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's a demonstration of the presence of God. Who doesn't need that more in their lives? I need that. I need you to show up. Listen, we need each other to show up. Ready. You need to show up here or wherever two or three are gathered. Ready to be animated by the Holy Spirit. To say what he's saying and to do what he's doing. Let's make it very little kid-like. Right? Lord, I'm available just like we were singing today. Lord, my life is open. Do whatever you want to do. 
Change whatever you want to change. Say whatever you want to say. We are called to be full of the Holy Spirit and to move for the common good. To move in love for God with us to be demonstrated. For God with us to be demonstrated. Okay, we're talking about the Holy Spirit in us gathered. I, I do want to reflect on a story, a t- um, friend's testimony. I have a friend who uh, in the 1970s, she was a big partier. She uh, loved to go out, get drunk with her friends, just have a great time. Was not a Christian at all. And this was the night before Easter, the uh, night before Easter Sunday. And she was out at a party, drinking, partying. And on a dare, someone dared her to go to church the next day. Her and her friends, they dared her to go to church. And so she's partying. And so she took the challenge. All right, I'll show up to church. So she went to church the next day with a couple of friends. She had a bad hangover. She goes to Easter Sunday. And she experiences the presence of God. She hears the gospel. That day, she gives her life to Jesus, and her life's never been the same. God was inhabiting the gathering of the saints, and she knew that God was there, and she gave her life to Christ. Today, she's serving as a pastor. God with us is powerful. There was another season of time, and this was in the late 90s. Um, Patty and I transitioned from serving as missionaries, and then we were sent from the mission field to Eugene, Oregon, to be youth pastors. And so after being sent, we were contending for the youth group. We were praying, we were gathering with a few group, uh, a few young people to pray, and then every week we would send prayer requests out to the prayer chain. Elsie Pinkston oversaw the prayer chain and the faithful saints that were praying every week for the youth group, praying every week for the youth group. After about seven months of praying, we invited this other youth group from Idaho to come and do this drama weekend workshop. But they had been experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit at the end of this workshop. The young people from Idaho said, we, we want to pray, we want to pray for your youth group. So they started praying and a couple of kids in our youth group fell down. They fell under the power of the Holy Spirit. They hadn't seen this before. It was like genuine. And the parents started showing up and their kids are on the floor and they're not getting up. And, but they're experiencing the love of God. You know, there's a couple other kids that are just crying, just feeling like the feeling, sensing that God is touching deep places in their heart. Well, that just wasn't some sensationalistic meeting that took place. Because for months, for weeks and months after that, that group of young people wanted to gather to pray. They they wanted to get be together so much to worship and pray. We gathered on Sunday nights. We gathered before youth group to pray. They wanted the presence. They wanted that presence. They wanted God's spirit. They knew that God's spirit, that there's rivers of living water that Jesus promised, which are his Holy Spirit, that flow within them as we gathered, as we gathered together. 
We saw people come to know Jesus. Months later, we were in Jamaica. And, and those young people would minister to missionaries in Jamaica and, and have those missionaries go out under the power or start to weep as the presence of God would fill their hearts. God in us as we gather. I just want to talk for a moment now to talk about God in us as we're sent and scattered through our community. God in us as we're sent and scattered in our community. You know, it's God's will for us to live in a community. No surprise, huh? Remember, the scripture says, God determines the exact times and places where we should live. Okay? So, we come to church here. We experience God. We receive the teaching of the word. We worship together. We have fellowship. Then we're sent. We're salted out into the community. We carry the presence of God. We carry our relationship with God. I love it in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It says that we who with unveiled faces, we all reflect the Lord's glory. So we are reflectors. We're Jesus reflectors. So whether you're going to school, whether you're um, a stay-at-home mom, whether you're operating a business, wherever you go, you're reflecting. You're reflecting Jesus. We reflect God's glory and we're being transformed into Jesus' image with ever-increasing glory. So the Holy Spirit, that's another thing the Holy Spirit does, is it transforms us into the image of Christ with ever-increasing glory as we reflect His glory. So we are sent out to reflect Jesus. The presence of Jesus goes with us as we go. And what does it look like when God moves, God with us, enters into a whole community. Dream with me. What does it look like? We've heard of revivals of the past. We've heard testimonies of God answering prayers through one church one day. Literally, people are alive today in, fire, in our fire departments, in our law enforcement departments. There are people alive today because the churches have prayed together. We've received testimonies, eyewitness testimonies, even from those in leadership on how God has protected firefighters and our police departments. We've seen God move in other extraordinary ways, in education. I want to tell you a, a fun testimony that happened here a couple weeks ago. Uh, some of you are familiar that in advance of the Eugene chief of police being hired, we were praying together for months. We prayed something like this, that God would guide the process and selection of the next chief of police. We prayed that for months. And we had government leaders who were informing us on how to pray. And we had government leaders, people who followed Jesus in the government on the inside. And they gave testimony, as did other unbelievers, on how abundantly clear it was for the selection of the Eugene chief of police. In other words, it was so abundantly clear that there was great unity amongst different camps of the people who live in Eugene about the selection of Chief Skinner. It was extraordinary. It was uncanny, so much so that the city manager at the time stood up and gave testimony on how unique that was and that Chief Skinner was hired. And by the way, Chief Skinner follows Jesus. And since that time, that has been super strategic and um, 
Chief Skinner has received high marks from those in the government on how he's led the police department in this very pivotal time. So I wanted to give you that story to tell you this story. There's a, another government leader who contacted the former city manager and said, I, this was just a couple weeks ago, I know you and all your people really prayed for the chief of police. We need to be hiring a new fire chief. So can you please pray for the next fire chief? So we're getting requests from secular people in government saying, I know you all prayed and God moved. Will you pray again? Because we need God to move. Because we need God with us in this community. Amen. Praise be to the Lord for that. Praise be to the Lord for that. You know, it uh, kind of reminds me of uh, this verse in Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 8, it says that men from every tribe and, and language will come and will will grab the hem of the robe of one Jew and say, take us with you. We've heard God is with you. Let me say that again. Out of Zechariah chapter 8, people from every language and nation go and they take a hold of the hem of the robe of one Jew and say, take us with you because we've heard God is with you. Where can we get God with us? There are people who are starving, who, who are literally blind even to the notion of what it's like to know the presence of God. What is it like when God shows up and is with you? It's amazing. He is pure love. He brings freedom. He brings transformation. He brings true agape selfless love. He gives you a perspective on eternity that only you can get when you're introduced to him. You get glimpses of his glory and his greatness of which you were designed to worship. It's a kingdom that never ends and it is revealed through God being with us. And we're the ones who are called in assaulted, sent and scattered into our community. People need to know the presence, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The very last words of the book of Ezekiel say this. And the name of that city from that time on will be the Lord is there. Now specifically here, we're not talking about Central Lane County. Okay. Some theologians say we're talking about the millennial reign and, and that's probably what it is. But what does it look like for the name of a city to be the Lord is there? What if Central Lane County, what if Junction City, what if Eugene, what if Springfield, what if people came here because they heard the Lord was here? People would come here not, not for the Scandi Fest or to watch the Oregon Ducks or even for the Olympic track and field trials. But they would come here because we heard the Lord was here. So we're coming here. It reminds me of, of Acts chapter 8 where Philip, the evangelist, was going and preaching, uh, proclaiming Jesus Christ. And people were being healed. And it says, it says that there was great joy in that city. Why? Because God with us showed up. God with us showed up in the, cities, in the city in Samaria. And there was great joy in the city. How would it be so wonderful 
if people came to our community because we heard that God was there? Will you and I join together? Will we agree to stand in that place that we will, as individuals, say, yes, you are, you are present in me, God. As we gather together, yes, Lord, you are present, you are with us, and we will believe and receive everything that you have for us. And Lord, as you send us out into our community, that we will reflect and overflow with rivers of living water wherever we go to the people that we touch in our community, that people would know that the Lord is here where we live. Because listen again, he's commissioned us. He's determined the exact times and places where we should live. And guess what? We get to be together in this time and in this place as the ones who follow Jesus and advance his kingdom together. In closing, right before I pray, I just want to end with this thought. So, very practically, I already talked about just be like a little kid. Yes, Lord, I believe what your word says. I'm going to believe it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Here's a very simple thing. A, love. B, here's the test, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Now, I'm going to say more than spiritual. This is talking about spiritual gifts. But I'm saying spiritual gifts, but eagerly desire the presence of God, which is more than spiritual gifts. But eagerly desire spiritual gift, especially the gift of prophecy. Again, I'm not going to unpack that today. But this is simple. Let's love as Jesus loves. Let's have that desire. Do you desire the manifest presence of God? Do you desire God's spirit? Do you desire God's gifts? If you don't, well, adjust your adjust your desire quotient right there. Because that's the scripture saying, desire this. This is a gift from God. It, the gifts of God are going to bless you, but the gifts of God are designed that you would bless other people. That somehow God in you would bless other people. And when that happens, you get blessed as well. So that's, can we cultivate that? Can we have that as a simple focus? That we're going to desire these things and that we're going to be like a little kid. Let's pray together. Why don't you stand? So Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help each of us to believe for your presence in our individual lives. Lord, you transform us. You've led us to say Jesus is Lord. Lord, you comfort us. You heal us. You bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Your resurrection spirit gives life to our mortal bodies. God, there's so much that you do. Your presence. And so, Lord, we receive. And Lord, help our gatherings, wherever two or three are gathered, here at Christ Center and in your church all across our community. Help your church to receive your presence, all that your spirit wants to do. Lord, as you send us into the community, may your spirit move in the lives of those that we touch and that we reach and that we're close to. Father, your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done. May this community be known as a community where the Lord is there. So, Father, lead us, send us, fill us. Lead us, send us, fill us. We pray in Jesus' name.
As we conclude today, if anyone wants to receive prayer, the prayer teams will be available. I'll be available to pray if you want to pray about any of this stuff. And or if you have anyone in this room on your heart that you just wanted to go encourage them or pray for them, you can do that as well. And that's also a simple way to start. Just step out and encourage somebody. You can do that at any time. All right? The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. Have a great week.